What room? What room of your house are you in? Kitchen. Right? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, in the on the table. Yeah. So we are back like sore throats and sit notes. This is a bit of background, a bit of background news. That was a, that was a, we got a new member of the pods. A bit of chit chat in the background. Someone joined us. Oh, it's, it's my wife wandering around hey, the hey. kitchen. Get her on. Get her on. Come yeah, and say hello, Mr. I'm, I'm only doing the intro and that. No, to, not rude to, or to anything. The, to the podcast world. <laughs> the millions of listeners across the world. Come and say hi. Has, has Mrs. Lensman joined us before? No, she hasn't. She's declined to be interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, if she's not going to come on, tell her, um, you know, I'm doing my thing. Much like Mike Malarkey. Oh. Would, should yeah. we request an interview with him? <laughs> yeah, well, good time. Good time for Adam to celebrate. Yes. Anyway, let's... Uh, fantastic. That was... Let's just let's keep, keep, keep that like that. How we doing? Um, long snap pod. Uh, my name is Craig. Mark, Adam, Dougie. Had to look at the screen to remind myself of your names there, boys. Uh, That's really true. <laughs> I think after two years. Evening. <laughs> is this, our third, this is our third year, isn't times. it? It is. It is. We are. We've Super been going for three three calendar years. Yeah. Uh, and speak, yeah. speaking of, um, of we uh, as customary, we we we'll kick this off with a quiz. And um, my quiz, last quiz was like almost a year to the a year to the episode. Yeah, there's a reason. There's a, for that. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was well taken. fucking I'll, rubbish. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> That up. It was it was great fun, not, right? Not so, just the worst long snap quiz ever. Yeah. Possibly the worst quiz ever. <laughs> the most In indecipherable any... nonsense that's <laughs> ever been committed to uh, to binary code. So, so the only way is up. Uh, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a I, I, I've aptly named this quiz in light of uh, Dougie's recent uh, footballing denomination decision. Um, we're going to call this one Judas. Um, I like this game. Um, we, we got two rounds. Uh, each first two, f- uh, first you get two questions, thirty seconds each. You get three chances to answer the question three times. Uh, who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go. Oh, <laughs> go I'll go last in a minute. I'll go first. Right, Doug. So, <laughs> Dougie, just one answer here. Everyone will get a chance once. You get it all three times. Name a team that abandoned their city. Go. Cleveland. Done. Adam. Uh, A team. Uh, The Titans. Name the team. The Houston Oilers. Yep. I was going to say, because the Titans have never abandoned their city. Uh, Well, okay. Uh, uh, the um, LA Rams. Yep, right. Everyone's got one. Doug. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City. Yep. Adam. The San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers. Yep, you're going Chargers to LA. Yep. Mark. If he's going to do that, I'd better go the St. Louis Rams. 
Nice. Two each. Doug. Arizona. Cardinals. Uh, they never left their city. They did. They were in St. Louis. They were in St. Louis, weren't they? Yeah. So, 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 name, so the team was? The St. Louis Cardinals. Fine. Adam. Kansas City have <laughs> never pop- left their city. They were the Dallas. Texans. I should have said that. I should have said that as well. <laughs> but because because there's not a second move, I'll let you off. Adam, the Baltimore Colts. Bollocks! I was going with that. Yeah. And Mark. Um. Can are you going to let me have the Oakland Raiders? Two. Las Vegas. Done. So three each. <laughs> second question. Not so easy. This one. And I may need time to Google because I'm expecting. You've done your work. You've done your prep well, then. Well, I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got X number of answers. Just like William G. Stewart. <laughs> I've got, I've got X number of answers, and uh, let me just Google that for you. Just, just a little, just a little point here. At this moment, I, I need to. Inform How could I be sure? How could I be sure that I, I've got every single one? I've got what I think is a reason. Because you said the quiz, mate. <laughs> listeners, I'm just, dear listeners, I'm never ever complain sure about I've got the answers right. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm, give, I'm giving myself the option to check. <laughs> <laughs> name, name a player. Um, who went first, Doug? Adam, you go first. Okay. Name a player who did not play for the team that drafted him. Go. Eli Manning. One. Mark. Oh man. I can't think of anyone. Um, um Time. <laughs> Doug. Phil Rivers. Adam. Oh shit, I don't know. Oh. You don't remember that you don't this stuff doesn't stick in the head, does it? Obviously. <laughs> ah, there's a couple of obvious ones. I'm trying to think. It's got to be the odd guy who's had like, just picked up an injury or something, and then that's been. So they Brett Favre, but he did play for the Falcons. No, I don't... <laughs> Mark, on you. Um, well, he's already got it wrong. He didn't get the first one. Yeah, you're all going to have three chances. Considering I did no one on my second chance, I'm not sure how my third chance is going to go. <laughs> I've got... I've, There's a couple of obvious ones you're going to kick yourself. I've, I've got a feeling that... Is John Elway one? Done. Mark, good answer. Oh, man, that can't. Doggy, on you. So I reckon the Jags have got a few... From, the Jags and Panthers have got a few from their expansion. No. <laughs> Everyone's got one more go. Adam. All right, with with Doug's floundering in mind, I'm going to say David Carr. No. <laughs> Mark. I I genuinely can't think of anybody else. <laughs> and Doug. No, mate. <laughs> right. Couldn't think of them 20 seconds ago. I'm not going to think of them now. <laughs> <laughs> the other the, the other one, the other two you may have had were Rich Gannon, um, and Gannon. so could have had Bo Jackson. Um, you but, see, there. I I know who both of those players are. But I have no recollection of the story behind them not playing for their drafted team, either of them. But I never wanted to play for Tampa. 
Okay. And uh, Rich Gannon. Drafts um, are just forgettable for me, I think, unless unless you kind of see the pack. player in that. Unless it happens. Yeah. Anyway, Jim Kelly, Jim Kelly very famously didn't want to play for the Bills and then ended up becoming a legend there. So it's you know sometimes it works out. All those Super Bowls he won for them. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. True that round three. Um, right. So <laughs> you got four, four, um, four, four, three. Mark, you're still in with a shout. Here we will be asking players. I got one. I got John Elway. I should be on four as well. Jesus Christ! Who's running this show? See, I, I'm not so bad, am I? No, you're not so bad. It's adding up. Come on. Five, four, four. Um, so now third round. <laughs> who, who got to moved up to who five got, with who that? Got to five. You, you two both got one more than Mark. Did we? I don't know. Yeah, you did. I think. Oh, we did. We'll go back and listen in a minute. I should have written it down. How many in that round did you get? You both got one each, didn't you? I think we all got one. I reckon we're all on four. Absolutely. That, 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 that sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly as we move into the last round. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's like everything I hoped it would be. <laughs> right. Lastly, we'll, we'll be switching it and we're going with the longest serving offensive players players who st- spent their career at the team if you get the name if you get the name and the team right um, you win and if it's, if it's all tied if everyone gets one there's an extra point for whoever gets the longest serving player make sense? Got to have played the whole career for that one team yeah entire team entire career is one team still active yeah? no not still active That's a retired players finish their player playing career in the team Right, uh, Mark, you get to go first. Can, can they? St- do they have to be? Do, sorry, did you say that? Can they still be active? Yeah, yeah, they they can still be active. But um, you, remember, you want to go for whoever ultimately to get the extra point. You want to go with whoever had the longest career. Go. Um, let's go for. Let's go for someone like um, Ray Lewis, Baltimore. Yep. Offense. Sorry, offensive players. Offensive players. Oh, he is. He's quite offensive. (laughs) (laughs) Good. All right, we'll go for um, offensive players. One team. Um, Dan Marino. Ray Lewis and Dan Marino were literally the two names I had in my head. Sorry, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Add. Me. Oh. Yeah. Um. Uh. uh, uh I've. <laughs> God. Eli Manning. I've said him already. He's coming up again. Yeah. And Eli Manning is the longest-serving New York Giant ever. Is it? Big. Is that? Is that? Did you just do that by Google, Doug? No, no, I'm, I'm asking, is he genuinely the longest-serving offensive player for the Giants ever? Don't know, we'll Google it in a minute. Your offensive player? Tom who Brady. spent their whole career? Tom. Right. That would have been a better answer. So, let's see who had the longest. Let's see who had the longest. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just add it. Let me just work this out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> 
you're gonna have to yeah, literally gonna have to cut this because I didn't actually write the number of years. Definitely not cut this. This is all saying. You can't, mate. I'm gonna have to do maths. <laughs> okay, this has gone on long enough. Um, I'm not sure who won the quiz. Somebody did. Let's get on with the football. So the 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 wing goes to Brady again. <laughs> can you imagine it? <laughs> can, can you, can, I'm not. Even, I'm you? not even sure if Tom would want to win this. <laughs> oh, he would. Right, let's get as far away from that as possible. Yeah, Literally, a I'll, I'll be a disaster. I'll, 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 two rounds of that. I'll, I'll, I'll be back in 2019. Um, <laughs> After the divisional round 2019, we'll be like, oh God, he's here again. <laughs> legitimately pen it, pen it in. It made sense. I did it. Why did I allow active players? It fucked the whole thing. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, it's, do you know what it was? I'll tell you what it was. It got in my mind at the beginning when you were bantering me. It got in my head and... Uh, then I, 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 I basically I whiffed on the last player of the game, which is a, a which is a great way to talk about one of the most unbelievable football matches I have ever seen in my life. I don't think I remember the Steelers um, Harris was it Harrison the, the hundred yard return that game was was that cards that game was crazy, but this was mental. Um, Minnesota Vikings played New Orleans Saints. Well, let's just start with Williams. Well, how how do you recover and contextualise what the fuck you just did the day before? Yeah, I think he'll be all right. I think he's, to his credit, he did that interview afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, there's 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 no dressing up the fact that what he did was utterly utterly boneheaded. Um, horrible way for for the game to end for him for the Saints. Um, he's a he's. He's just had his first season. Um, to be fair, he actually he got them back into that game with his interception early in the second half. Um, he's had a decent season. I think he'll he'll get support. His his teammates will back him. Um, I think he'll be he'll be fine. He'll always be remembered for it, sadly. Um, but I think he's he's young enough, talented enough that he'll have opportunities to do do great things that can and push that to the back of people's minds. I think it will actually, hopefully, be remembered for, for Diggs rather than rather than Williams. I mean, herein lies the problem with the NFL and the way it's covered. Um, the entire game boils down to the fact that a guy missed a tackle. And it kind of absolves anyone else from any blame in the whole process. If... If, yeah, the, yeah. if the Saints had just scored more points out of one, it doesn't. They didn't lose because that guy missed the tackle. You know, they they gave up points because that guy missed the tackle, which ultimately led to their defeat. But they didn't lose because of that tackle. They lost because they didn't put an, they they put up practically zero points in the first half. They didn't. It was zero points, wasn't it? Yeah. So, and I mean, but for Drew Brees coming out and saying, "Right, fuck it, I'll do it myself," they'll. They would have had no points in the second half. You, I, just, I just think it's wrong to look at that. I mean, that guy missed the tackle. It's his job to make the tackle, but you don't lose a game because you miss one tackle. 
it's the situation, isn't it? And that's the thing. It's, it's sport is made up of of these big moments, especially moments like that. And they, as they were, it has been talked about afterwards. It's you know this is the type of play that ends up with a name, um, and in, it's to do with the the context of the comeback and the situation that they're in, and it's the type of thing where, yeah, you're right. They didn't lose the game because of it, but fuck me, you have you've got to make the tackle. I, I asked the question of what, how do you feel if that's you this morning? And for me, I don't know how you, I don't know I how you process it. Match. Yeah, I just don't know how you process it. It's all well and good. I agree, you know, and I'm, I hope his teammates back him and I hope people get round him and tell him all those things. Yes, we should have done better in the first, I think it was 17, 17 nothing at the end of the first half. Um, we should have, we, you know, we, we, we could have made plays. We, standard 100% but the game was there you your job only job your one job on that play just tackle him and not only did you not tackle him <laughs> you, you stopped, stopped out the way next, you you stopped the next best guy's chance I think you can say you know if if, if it if comes down to the line would have caused a sack they would have won the game it comes yeah, down to kick but misses a kick to win a game they get cut yeah. Well, I was, I was going to say, is that this is this isn't as bad as Scott Norwood's the name that comes into my head. Obviously, why, sorry, why, sorry, Mark. Why, why? Why? Uh, that, but um, it's it's not quite the same as that because that's that was Scott Norwood's one job, if you like, um, is to to kick the ball through the post. Um, the context you know, is the same, isn't it? Bill scored points to make the tackle. It's, yeah. I, don't There's... don't see the points that means that to even put yourself in that position. It's the same principle. At the end of the day, it's his job as a player to make that tackle, whether it's in the first quarter at nil-nil or in the last play with 20 seconds or 10 seconds to go. You've got to make the tackle. And yeah, it's... I, I, I wouldn't be able to face my teammates. Is, is it a case... I I keep thinking about it, thinking, trying to work out what was actually going through his head. Now there's so much going on in the the context of the game and the the situation. I I don't think he does that if it's partway through the first quarter. I mean, I get I agree with Dougie in in that yeah he's cost him six points, um, but I think he's he's panicked a bit because of the situation. Tr- possibly thinking are they in field goal range? Um, should should I try and make a play? Put stop him going out of bounds? Should I take a risk rather than just just making the tackle, which is what he should have done. It just needed to be simplified. Um, you know, it, he all he had to do was to stop them, stop them getting in the end zone, and there wasn't time for the field goal. Um, but you know, in a split second, can can a rookie put all that through his through his head? It's, it's, it's very easy for someone sat in another country that's watching the game in their living room in their pants to think, you know, oh, you've just got to make a tackle here, and that's that's the end of the game. In that stadium, in that situation, it's a lot harder to figure that out. You can't um, you can't yeah, coach I, a guy I, how not to shit his pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you are you're right, and actually, it's I'm kind of grateful that he did miss it because, as you said, Craig. It was one of the, the the best endings of any sporting event I've ever watched in my life. From a drama perspective, that's why you watch the NFL. The fact that those type of plays can happen and that even the lead changed, I think, what, four times in the last two minutes? 
Um, and with 10 seconds left, I, I told one of my, it's, you know, it was the type of thing that a few of my mates at work who don't watch the NFL were talking about because they'd heard about this amazing ending. Um, can you imagine, can you imagine the America's game? If I want to jump, you know, jump the gun, but if, if Keenan manages to, 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 to do the next two, can you imagine the America's game? Can you imagine the film they will make about this fucking game? Like it is, it's just crazy to fit. And the thing is, look, yeah, he fucked up. He missed the tackle. I, for me, I don't know how you, I, it's going to take a big, big character a lot. His, his year next year will, will say a lot about him uh, because that's going to, that's going to knock you. But look, Diggs made the catch. Kept his feet in bounds. He scored the touchdown. I mean, that shit is that's it's it's a movie. It's crazy. I I I was. I tell you the closest the closest sporting thing that I can I can compare it to is our is our semi final Craig in the uh, Longstaff of Fodley. It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It was United it Barcelona ninety nine. Yeah, yes. that's exactly what it was. Drama yeah. at the finish. It yeah. was like that. Yeah, that's what they'll say. United Barcelona 99, Vikings Saints, and the long snap pod league semi-final. <laughs> <laughs> Those three events. In the book. That's, that's what they'll say in that that's episode of America's say. Game. Genuinely. Yeah, so we, they'll probably get us on, Craig. <laughs> I don't want to be on that. They'll go, the normal format, they'll have the three talking heads. They'll be Craig, Dougie, and Stefan Diggs in that <laughs> really? America's game. I'd hoped we were far enough away from it that we don't need to talk about it yet. I'm not at the point where we can reminisce. Uh, let's move on to the, uh, the, other, the other game in the uh, NFC. Um, and Eagles won the game. Uh, Managed to get get over on the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Um, you know, to be honest, people didn't really give the Eagles a chance. They gave them a shot, but they didn't really give them a chance. And I think that defense was freaking crazy. Um, and Eagles, I don't think Eagles are a pushover in the in in uh, in next round. I, I, if I was a Falcons fan, I would be pissed off because they've done this all year. Um, where they've flattered to deceive, they've looked good, and then they've turned up in this game. And yeah, the defense were good, but it's another it's another one of those cases where I think the offense made it as made it relatively easy for them to look good. Um, I thought I thought Ryan was poor. Um, Devonta Freeman, I know they didn't go to him a huge amount, but ten attempts for seven yards. Come on, lad. Um, I just I, yeah, I just think they weren't at it offensively. And if I was a Falcons fan, I'd be pissed off with that effort put on at that stage. The Falcons have run the ball to set up the pass all year. So if Freeman doesn't establish the run early, then they struggle. I think if you go and back he de- through... And he definitely didn't do that. I think, well, yeah, but he's, he's struggling against what's been widely regarded as one of the best front front seven in the league. So that's not entirely un, Tavon, unpredictable, uh, t- is Col- it? Coleman did all right. That defense is that defense is mean, man. They 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 held the Falcons um, at the at, at, at for a, a goal line stand. Falcons had first and ten at the nine. That defense hasn't allowed a point in the last two minutes of any game. That's crazy. I I I I do think that defense is unreal, and it does give it. They say they say they say these. You know, defense wins championships, and it seems like such a cliche. But if you do think about those teams that didn't have high-powered offenses, that just just got carried through by these mean defenses, and no fun, 
10 points restricted the, the Falcons to. Yeah, they're impressive. I, I think everybody underestimated the... Well... No, I, I, the world underestimated the Eagles' defence. Um, and I think it is fun. It is fun to watch to watch that kind of game. Um, possibly the Falcons did. They were helped big that, time that by is, the fact that... You know, if you... If you Everyone's looking at this game thinking Nick Foles, he's looked bad. Um, they've lost Carson Wentz. Um, they they don't stand a chance. But actually, you look at look at the scoreline. Was it 15, 15 10? Yeah. Um, you could easily have seen that game being, say, I don't know, 22 15 to the Falcons. Um, the Eagles putting up 15 points is perhaps what you'd expect. It's mm. restricting Atlanta to just 10. You know, that's, that's what's. That's the game. That's where they've they've won it. That's why they're now in the NFC Championship game. Exactly. It wasn't as though the Eagles were even that strong offensively themselves. No, exactly. Foles, Foles yeah. did right second half, but they had what one Legarrette Blunt rushing touchdown, and that was it. That was pretty much all they managed. I think what it what it does demonstrate is the fact that although the NFL wants you to believe that it's a quarterback league, when you look at when you look at the quarterbacks that are in the championship games and. For, to a larger extent, the quarterbacks that made the playoffs, it it goes to demonstrate that without the supporting cast, you really can't achieve anything. You've got to have, if you've got an average quarterback and a brilliant defense, you can win a championship. You can get really, really far. And so, I'm to, not sure the Patriots' defense is that good. No, I, but the the, the <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you, Mark. I, I can see any of the three other teams that are left in, in the league at the moment playing the Patriots tight. And I, I genuinely think the Jags have got a chance. How yeah, many? Well, yeah. we'll come on to that, I guess. Uh, yeah, we will. Um, I do think... I my, think yeah, sorry, to, think... My, to my point, you don't necessarily need an Aaron Rodgers. You just need somebody that can look after the ball and perform in a, in a, in a system like Bortles, like 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 Keenum and and like Foles is doing, they're they're playing in a system and they're playing a game plan that will win. So you but don't need got, the... But they've got these unbelievable defenses, and you need that. And that's, I mean, I suppose I think one the key thing about the Eagles' defense is that it's that front seven. I think we've you know we we saw the Legion of Boom, and we kind of really gave a lot of credence to this importance of the secondary, which it, obviously it absolutely is. But with the rules the way they are, you can look at how well you can play corner and still get burned. Uh, that, you know, you look at that um, Vikes game we were just talking about, the, the, the number of PI calls, uh, it's impossible to play a corner at times. Um, I, so it is that front seven, that ability to create pressure to create pressure without having to blitz, rushing uh, three or four and still disrupting the quarterback, and that that and that's that is very impressive what the, what the Eagles are able to do. You need two for me. You need two elite um, aspects of the game. So if you break the game down into four four teams, so you, your offensive, your linemen offensive, your skill positions offensive defensive line and secondary if you've got any two of those four groups that are elite you're going to compete in games now if they're both on one side of the ball it's a little bit more difficult but if you've got an elite 
D-line and linebacking crew and an elite skill position crew, then you can get a quarterback that fits the system to in, to enhance your offense. You can hide the defense behind an amazing... You can hide the secondary behind an amazing pass rush. Or your amazing pass rush can give your defensive line a little bit more time to create pressure on a quarterback. Your offensive line can give your average quarterback and skill position more time to produce yards. So you need two of those groups to be elite. And the Eagles, the Vikings, and the and the Jags are proving that at the moment. Yep, I think you are forgetting one area of the game, though, and that is special teams. And if we look over to the AFC... Um, there was a, a game between, a, a, I mean, the Jags, again, another, I mean, this was a fantastic weekend, Less before we talk about that Jags-Pittsburgh game and the value of special teams or how it can hurt you. Uh, Adam, you did say this weekend was the weekend to look forward to. Uh, and hell, it was, a, it was a great weekend of football. Another unpredictable game. Uh, Jags-Pittsburgh, Jags, <laughs> Jags roll out 45-42 winners. <laughs> not, one, not one person had that. So I can't Clay, Clay, Campbell, Clay, Campbell did. Oh, yeah. What was that all about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but not one person had that in the in the betting lines. I mean, just a completely crazy game in Unless itself. Calais Campbell did have a bet, and that <laughs> might explain the whole thing. Uh, but we talk about um the defense and, and that Jags defense, that front four. Unbelievable, really entertaining game. I mean, God, I, 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 don't, I don't really know. I, I'm a little bit unsure what really happened because you want to say that defense is unbelievable, but then you have to consider the unbelievable plays the Pittsburgh Steelers made and Big Ben made and still lost this game. I, I don't know what to think about football anymore. It's, um, <laughs> I don't know what to think. We've gone into a game where probably the most talented squad still in football um it was still left in the playoffs just got destroyed by Blake Bortles um it was meant to be the game where it was going to be you know oh is are are the the Jags defense going to be able to stop the juggernaut that is the Steelers offense and it turned out being the other way around they couldn't stop Blake Bortles you're right then despite the fact that they made these unbelievable plays, some of the Antonio Brown catches and that against AJ Boy were incredible. And yet they couldn't stop them going the other way. And I, I, I don't want to live in a world where Blake Bortles is good. <laughs> we I, we I spoke about it last that. week about all, all it needed was Bortles to get hot for a couple of drives. And he got hot for more than that. A lot more than I, that. I can't, I just can't work this out. So, Blake Bortles threw for 301 yards and two touchdowns, 26 of 49 passes. It's all right. It's not, they're not the best figures a quarterback's ever produced. They um, are, they've got to be up there for Blake's best ever, surely. Well, yeah, yeah they, they, they might be. And no, I'm not, not going to say he didn't have a good game. He had a fantastic game. Um, a few, it just didn't, I don't quite work out how it ended up being 45 42. You know, um, it, just, it looked like you had like all the, the points they scored and total it up, and then put it on a yeah. scoreboard. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, which isn't as easy as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell you what the the, the the thing about Blake Bortles is: no picks, no picks, two 
touchdown drives in the fourth quarter and 118 yards. Blake Bortles is fucking clutch. I'll tell you what they did, which was interesting and something, again, we touched on last week was one in every five passes was just Bortles chucking it 60 yards down the field trying to get a P.I. call. They legitimately used the deep ball P.I. call to move the ball. Well, that is how, how difficult it is to play, it is, it is to, to, to play corner. Um, we can't, we, I, lo- I, I do like the fact that we've all talked about the game and the, the, the nuance and enjoyment of the game, but you have to look at the question this morning is a lot around play calling. Um, personally, I didn't hate the onside kick call. The execution was fucking dreadful. I understand the logic. You either get the ball back. If you want to recover the ball on an onside kick, you have to do it. So I don't have a problem with that. But you need to make sure that worst case scenario, you stop, you get a stop. You cannot do something stupid. And, and that, you know, that, that, that's what happened. But then that in itself is a, is a, is a case of coaching, is it not? The, that, wasn't, that wasn't the call that, in my opinion, lost the game for Pittsburgh. Um, the onside, I think I agree with you. They they were right to kick the onside kick because they couldn't stop them. They, that that was their, the only way they could really get the ball back. Um, it was executed poorly. But the the play calls where I think they need to be kicking themselves are the and it happened twice in the game, fourth and short. One occasion you call a run outside the tackles, a bit like the the Derek Henry attempt, which against the the Patriots, which was equally pathetic. Um, Odd play call, and you just you should stick it straight up the gut. And the the second one was a play action pass, uh, both on fourth and short. You either either run the sneak, or you just give it to Left Bell and you know run in between the tackles. So it's the play it's themselves, just... not going for it on fourth that you have the issue. No, with. no, no. I, I, have, so I don't have a problem with them going for it. I'm, yeah, the, it is the, the play team. itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you in that situation in the playoffs, you surely run at least one out of those two opportunities you run the play that you're most comfortable with that you think is going to give give you the best chance so they they ran two odd risky plays that were might get more than one yard or equally equally get nothing it just didn't work for me so I, I think it just demonstrates that the coaches feel pressure just as much as the players and it's the, the truly exceptional coaches the ones that are able to think with clear clear heads in the most pressure-filled moments. And I think you, f- you saw a lot of out co- uh, coaches almost out-coaching themselves, making calls, getting inside their own head, basically. And I think, I think I can't remember what game it was that I tweeted where there was a toss play on the fourth down. Might have been the Atlanta game. Uh, it could have been Derek Henry. I don't know. No, no, it was, was... In the, it was this weekend. But they, they, they ran... Uh, Sorry, yeah, that was this weekend. What am I talking forget about? The forget the Titans. Forget the Titans. Still playing. That's how much I forgot about that game. Um, no, I'm trying think, to. But they ran a sweep. They ran a sweep, and it it was a, you know, a ca- a classic case of a coach out thinking himself when everyone on their sofa at home is going, "Mate, what are you doing? Why are you running that?" Play? That, was, that was must have been a Steelers game. He ran that with Lev Bell, like Adam was saying, the sweep. Yeah, they're very similar. Yeah, right. similar plays. Whoever it was, but yeah. The, you know the the best coach, and this is why Belichick is so good. You know Belichick doesn't call doesn't doesn't call a slant pass on third and one in the Super Bowl. 
you know what and, and if he does do a trick well, play and if he does do a trick play it works it works uh, <clears throat> yeah i mean i i feel i did feel bad for the Steelers again a bit of, you know I, I, some of them plays that that you see big ben make it's it's fun to watch man like it looks like playground shit. It doesn't look like... It's obviously not drawn that way, but Ben can make unbelievable plays. Great entertainment. And and you kind of... Part of me does think, what if this year? Because I, I'm i not sure Big Ben comes back or comes back to this level. And I suppose it's been said before, but, you know, watching them play, it felt... It is so much fun to watch. They're, they're so dynamic. Some of the catches Antonio Brown makes so casually... It, 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 I, I, don't, I haven't seen it before in football and I, you kind of think what happens to the Steelers after Big Ben and you could say the same about Drew Brees maybe well, Brees, Brees they could both have been they're both they're both going to come back but it might actually be their last their last opportunity in both cases the world you know, doesn't you, need you another think four seasons gonna... of Big Ben saying he's not coming back yeah, <laughs> I agree with that uh, get, it gets it gets tiresome doesn't it but um... <laughs> I'm already bored of it <laughs> it's not even the and he's not even said it yet this offseason. But it it is getting to the point where, you know, in in well, Breeze's case, his age, um, Roethlisberger's case, his injuries, um, and his age, which is catching up with him, of course, and um, where you think they're not going to have too many more opportunities, and that might have been it for both of them. I think their rosters are both so stacked that they'll be back next year. Their rosters are absolutely stacked, unless. Unless Lev Bell, it's just if they have a decline. That's what I mean. I but mean, what if, we say, yeah. yeah, but those teams have both got elite units around the quarterback. Drew Brees has dropped off in his passing this year, but he's had other elements that have carried him. I think Drew Brees will be fine. I my concern is for Big Ben. My concern is for Big Ben wriggling out of three people, grasping his ankles, and chucking a forty-yard bomb. To, to to Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown streaking in in the corner. That's that's what I'm I'm concerned about. I think Drew Brees is going to be. A, to be honest, I I think the Saints are still a problem next year. I think that game was an albatross. You know, that's a world one in a million play. That team is unbelievable. Kamara is possibly the most special running black I have seen as a rookie personally like experienced watching at the time they're playing he's maybe the best I've seen so I think that team's still gonna and Drew Reese can do so much it's, it's Big Ben's ability to avoid those plays and make that <laughs> unreal throw just have fun out there that I, I can't see how he does it again um next year it, it might be down to like Tomlin's still around yeah because yeah. there's there's big there has been there's there's started to be talks today, um, and I dismissed it when Doug suggested it. Um, but there is talk today that there's there's influential people within that organisation that want him gone now. I mean, I, I don't. I, we will get into coaches, but I, I don't. I don't like the idea of him going. But no, I agree. Seems it seems there's so many teams looking for coaches at the minute. I don't. It, know. The, well, he would go. It doesn't feel up. like the right time for the change there I don't know maybe maybe when Ben goes but I agree let's talk let's talk that in a bit firstly let's look to the other game in the AFC Adam uh sort of (laughs) like a good news bad news situation here (laughs) yeah I mean uh Pat's give you a lot of pretty good comfortable beating uh uh, you lot didn't look good um and I don't know if that's uh, good or bad it's like five or six minutes they were right 
Well, yeah, the thing about this game... Generous, man. Okay, look, Tennessee won, and they might have had a, a 1 in 20 shot of winning this game. I'm not sure what the odds were. Um, everything need to, needed to go right, really, for Tennessee to have a shot in winning in New England. Um, and what happened? Yeah, they start. They they started well. They actually they actually played very very well the first quarter. They had the lead. Um, second quarter, ah, couple of <laughs> yeah, couple, couple of iffy calls. Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that we lost because of bad refereeing. That would just that wouldn't be nah, fair. I'll do it. Um, okay, but there are a couple of cheated, serious. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> this is this is what I want to ask in a minute. Um, <laughs> A couple of big momentum-changing incorrect calls by the refs. Um, there was an OPI on Decker that got Malarkey going, yeah. um, but yeah. that that wasn't the big one. The big one for me was on the when New England were fourteen-seven up and they were punting deep in their own territory, and there was a flag before the before the snap or the before the punt got off. Um, false start. Okay, false start was called on the field, which it was. When you look at the replay, um, the refs then changed their mind and then called it an offside. And because it was fourth and just a bit less than five, that gave the Patriots a first down. And at that moment, the game was over. Um, Tennessee, sadly, kind of then fell over and let them win from there on in, really. Um, there was the the moment, again, again it's just bad coaching. And uh, we'll come on to Malarkey, but um, another opportunity they did have Coming up to half time, um, fourth and short, just just like in the Steelers game. And you know, what what do you do other than dither and call the last time out before deciding on a play? Um, you then get Derek Henry to to try and try and run almost up the sideline rather than between the bloody tackles where he might stand a chance of of getting the first down. So that that was it. I mean, but all that said, you know, clearly the Patriots are. 10 times the, the organisation that um, the Titans are at the moment. Um, so much better coached, better prepared. And unfortunately, the, the Tom Brady under centre is just a just a different class. One other thing on the, the refereeing that I wanted to point out, there's a lot of con- controversy about the one second left on the clock, just up to half time, um, where it gave the Patriots a field goal try, which they actually missed unusually. Um, and... Twitter sort of exploded with this. It was a very long second um, after the player was tackled and they called this timeout. Something very, very similar happened in the Atlanta Eagles game at halftime uh, where the Eagles did get a field goal, um, which was very important after quite an uh, amusing play where um should have been an interception. I've forgotten the defender's name for the Falcons. So it hit his knee. I don't know if you saw that. Um, and bounced, bounced straight back up. And the... Uh, it gave the gave the Eagles a chance for three, which and again there was a sort of a, a long second at the end of end of the half. Um, cons- conspiracy on the Patriots side, I don't I don't buy that. It just sometimes good teams get the rub of the green. That seems to be the way it goes. I'd I'd love you know it comes up every every time that something like this happens in a Patriots game, that rhetoric comes out, doesn't it? Do we, it honest, do we honestly think the NFL? And Roger Goodell, in particular, are conspiring to help the Patriots <laughs> after everything that's happened in the last two years. Then all the, of a sudden the they've gone. Do you know game. what? Let's give the Patriots a hand. 
the it tends to come from the fact that they think, well, the Patriots are going to get a bigger TV audience than Tennessee, which is is possibly true. Uh, but no, I, I I don't buy it for a second. Uh, I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to believe that. Um, but none of that would have made any difference in this game. It was, as others have said, the easily the worst game of the four. Um, I was probably the only one out of the four of us that stayed up for it. Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that said, coach is gone. So let's talk. Let's start there. Good yeah. news then. I mean... I wasn't, if I'm honest, that happy when they hired Malarkey in the first place. Um, but it, playing for bullshit. Well, it would, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's he's he's done some good things. He's got the team. He's changed the culture. I think they were before he before he took over on the Wizard Hunt. They were very. I don't know if if they're not trying. They didn't seem to be together as a unit. Um, What's also happened in the time that Malarkey's been there is John Robinson has has changed the roster from being the laughing stock of the NFL to being extremely competitive. And they had Mariota to begin with, but they put all the pieces around him. It just felt 2016 was a massive step forward. 2017, despite the playoffs, there were nine and seven both years, but actually didn't look as good. Um, and Mike Mariota didn't have anywhere near as good a season. Um, DeMarco Murray you know, fell off a cliff, really. Other things going on just didn't seem to be convincing. Mariota's decline was concerning. Um, I think that is, he just he just found his level. There was nothing more he could do with the team. Um, I have nothing nothing personally against Malarkey. I think he I quite like him. I think he's, po- he's clearly popular in the, the locker room. Um, he's got that team, team playing for each other. I mean, he's just not doesn't make the the right decisions on a Sunday. Um, as we touched on with Tomlin earlier, I think the the pressure gets to him in key situations. He doesn't think clearly. Um, it was time for a change, and it's just the what worried me and a few other Titans fans was that the playoff run um, could have given given him another season, but they couldn't come to an agreement over his contract. Um, Terry Rabisky, I suspect, partly to do with it, the offensive coordinator. Um, I think Malarkey's loyal to him. It just came down to the fact they couldn't get it done and the right thing has happened is going to be a new regime. Sadly, I think it's going to be the end for LeBeau, um, which is a shame. I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, First time in 15 years, uh, a coach who's won a playoff game has, has been fired that season. Um, who, who, who are you after? There's lots well, of about Matt Lafleur, the, the Rams offensive coordinator. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. So sh- I'm not sure that's the right call. I mean, I know they're interviewing him. I mean, uh, Josh McDaniels. It may be too late for him. Um, they're pretty much, pretty much confirmed for the Colts now. Definitely they? too late. Yeah. I keep hearing pretty much, but I don't hear. I'm not hearing confirmed. Well, only, only because they can't <laughs> confirm it while the while the Patriots are still. Yeah, in I mean, Jeff Fisher. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff <laughs> yeah, that that. That name's going to pop up everywhere until he either dies or gets a coaching job. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if he... What what would happen, Adam? What would you do? Uh, what, if he died? No, oh. if, he, if, he, if, he, if he was hired. Uh, I think it's best not to think about that. I, I, <laughs> not, I, he did better things in Tennessee 
in the early part of his time there than he did at the end, or clearly when he was at Rams. Uh, I, there are people I don't have. Adam, don't why are you being diplomatic? You're not being yeah, interviewed obviously. by the BBC, mate. Yeah, well, obviously not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever. Um, uh, Lafleur, uh, by the way, just going back to that. From what I gather, he he hasn't been calling the plays um, in Los Angeles. Um, Sean McVay's been doing that. I don't know what credentials he has, particularly for. It seems quite a big step up for me. Well, you don't know but, the, you don't but, know the ins and outs of that. So McDaniel's might uh, sorry, McVeigh might call the plays, but Lafleur's probably up in the box with actually doing strategic analysis. So he's probably responsible for being in the ear of McVeigh and saying, "Well, look, this is happening." So you don't necessarily know like like the person that calls the play ultimately is the figurehead of the offense. So McVeigh might be doing that, but you don't know. We don't know sitting here the input that. Lafleur is having during the week, and for that matter, during the game. If you're an offensive coordinator, you're an offensive coordinator. You you you're responsible for the game plan and implementing that plan, aren't you? Well, yeah, I think, I think that's a fair fair shout. That's why they're interviewing him. Yeah, he was, these questions will be be asked in an interview, won't they? Um, was he not the um, the guy who was pretty much responsible for Matt Ryan's amazing play of the year? He got MVP. Um, so if you can do if you can do a relatively similar job with Mariota, then um, you know that's not bad going. We talked about. I don't, I don't know. I can't. Oh, I think let's let's let's. Shall we do that? That's a, that's enough Tennessee chat, isn't it? Or do you want to keep talking coaching? I, I, I was only going to say. I, I, well, yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy <laughs> to move on. It's more than I normally get. John Robinson, I kind of trust to to make the right call. It's just how how much the owners are going to influence that. Okay, 35 minutes of who's going to be the Titans. Let's talk about quickly. Colts, Justin Daniels. Um, yeah. What do we think about that? I, I mean, if he gets anything out of Andrew Luck, good job for him. That's the key, not, isn't it? It's not the job he wants, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he fucks up, is he done as a head coach? Well, McDaniels? Yeah, if he, no, if he takes that Colts well. job. After it two, on luck, though. Big, if, if luck's after not two, fit. After two big hires and two failures, you think he's still got a chance as head coach if it doesn't go right in the Colts? Do you know what? I'm there's a, there's a bit of me, if I was Josh McDaniels, that I'd be like, and fair enough, he's got the ambition, but if I'm at the Patriots with with Bill and that kind of regime going on. I'm not sure I'm going anywhere. <laughs> if I'm, I'm in a guaranteed position where I'm going to win every single week um, to go back and just take over a team that's questionable at the quarterback position. With don't worry, a, don't worry about Doug just rummaging in his toolbox, mate. <laughs> Sorry, you carry on. <laughs> um, there's, there's a bit of me that you know. I don't know. I just I, I think I, I'd be inclined to stay. To he stay could. The hell he, he literally could be one of them coaches who you blink, turn around. 15 years later, he's fat, he's got grey hair, and he's, like, got seven Super Bowl rings. Yeah. Go and take any job. Doesn't matter what happens after he that. Can't bad. He can't he must get paid later, right yeah. where he is. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure he'd get more as a, as a head coach, but, I've, I mean, I don't know. It's, I think if, if Luck's fit, it's a decent job for him. Um, we, by the way, we haven't... I think it just got, kind of got missed in the last couple of weeks. So much going on in the NFL. We haven't talked about Gruden. 
and on yeah. oh, plenty yeah, of others have. have we, and uh, what, I mean, what do we think? I I, um, I I I think just pure that is just such a Raiders thing to do, isn't it? And do you know what? You consider the market they're going to. If 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 you think Gruden can coach, which a lot of people don't, but if you think he can, then it's a it's a great move. If you think he can coach, he has to be able to coach. They've got to be able to compete. And some people think he can, some people think he can't. If he can coach, I think it's a great move. I, I like the guy. He's entertaining to listen to. I don't he care is, if he's, he's entertaining to listen to, but he's not coached for what twelve years. Yeah, and and I think it's, yeah. I think it's nine. I thought it was longer than it was. He was at Tampa Bay longer than I perhaps realised. It's still a hell of a long time to not be in the game. I'm, I'm prepared yeah. in that to, capacity. I'm prepared to be made to look stupid, but I think it'll be an unmitigated disaster, and it'll be done at the end of the year. Be an expensive one if it is. But, yeah, but they've made him a partner. He can't go at the end of the year. <laughs> that that guy has got some money. Yeah. <laughs> wow, my man got the keys, blood. He's yeah. not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, Doug, Doug, you can you can remember fondly county cricket in the nineteen nineties. It yeah, reminds yeah. me of when you know, the England Test team will be picked, and they'd have six tests in the summer, and there'd be six entirely different teams, and the best the players with the best stock were always the ones that hadn't played test cricket most recently. Yeah. So the people that had been gone back to county cricket for a while, who hadn't, hadn't done any, hadn't played any international cricket were the best in everyone's eyes. I think it, it could be a bit like that with Gruden. You know, he's because he hasn't, he hasn't had any disasters because he hasn't, he's been in the booth and um, yeah. for all this time, his stock is high. Yeah. He's remembered more fondly being away. Yeah, like when unless, a, when a player gets Belichick in, winning all the time, you, yeah. that's going to happen. It's like when a player that's gets injured, and everyone says how great they were going to be as soon as they come back. That, that back said, then. Gruden is still around the game. Though I agree, he hasn't had the chance to to actually coach. So, to be honest, for me, the jury's out. I, I I didn't appraise him as a coach when he was coaching. So anything I've got is looking back. I don't really. It's difficult to get the feel of the game at the time if you're doing that. So, jury's out for me. The the issue is. He's been around teams, he's around clubs, he's talking to owners, he's talking to players. He has to be able to sound like he knows about football. And I think that in that environment, which is, is, is you know, practice and football, I think you get you, you would get found out if you're chatting shit. So I, I, I think he's got a chance. I think, I just... think any journalist worth their salt can do their research i could do my research and go and be a co-commentator in a in a sporting game like that and hold my own and yeah i, I agree with you he works hard and he's obviously known in the game and that gets him you've got to be around the players though bro yeah, I think, yeah you have what does he but, say though when he's when he's commentating yeah, I like, if oh it's a big fourth down here but you know <laughs> no shit no shit john gruden of course it's a big no. fourth down there's 30 seconds left and they're down by six of course it is well, he kept calling, he repeatedly called Ty Smith Will Ty in the, <laughs> the, the wildcard game. You can tell somebody's coaching ability from, from their commentary. Um, Gary all Neville. I'm saying is you've got to be around. Yeah. <laughs> I think for, for a guy like that who, who is still around the game by all reports, it's not conjecture. He. He is in meetings with players. He's 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 he is doing. He says he's he is doing his research for for Monday Night Football with the teams, talking about game plans, talking about schemes. So I just feel like you, 
in that environment, which is just football, you'd smell a rat. You'd smell someone who's ch- chancing their arm and he's done it for so long that, you know, somebody thinks he can still do it. That's the issue. I'm not saying he can. I just don't, I, I do think he's got a shot. And like I say, they gave him the keys. The, the guy gets a, a stake in, in everything that happens in Vegas. So They've he, gone all in, which yeah. is appropriate. <laughs> yeah, well played. Yeah. Well played. Um, so, any other football shit? Oh, wait, let's talk previews, in fact. Uh, we done with coaches? Because I want to talk about the games next week. Yeah, we're yeah. an hour in, by the way. Facts. So, uh, 47 of those minutes with a quiz, though. <laughs> no, the quiz was not long. <laughs> Felt like it. <laughs> yeah, you should have been sat here. You should have been sat here when you realise you've got information everywhere and you haven't actually compared it. <laughs> Felt like hours. <laughs> it was hours. <laughs> um, right. AFC, Jags, Pats. Do we think Blake Balls is going to go and do the job on uh, TB12? No, but it's defence, Mike. I mean... I, I I could see I could see them at least taking it close, a lot closer than Tennessee did. Um, they can cause Tom Brady trouble. We know that the way to beat the Patriots is to get pressure on Brady, which the Titans couldn't do. Um, and the, the, if the, there's a team set up to do that, it's Jacksonville. Um, I'm picking the Patriots. Don't get me wrong, but it would not shock me. Here's my it's, view on it. The Patriots will spend probably 15 minutes this week preparing for Jacksonville's offense. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every single minute of their prep will be done on how to stop and how to scheme against that defensive front. Um, I personally think it's going to be a big Dion Lewis game. There'll be a lot of screens, a lot of swing passes, a lot of um, a lot of delayed runs whereby the Pats force or encourage Jacksonville's D linemen into areas that will work for them. I think that's exactly what won't happen. I think we've seen it before. And what that D line can do is create pressure without blitzing. So you can, if you can create pressure rushing three, you're allowed to, to let that, fourth defensive lineman just wait and make a decision to look what's happening in the backfield. I think this is about the intermediate game. This is about Hogan and Gronk. This is about quick throws. Get out of his hands. You're not going to stop him, but can you chip him? And can you give him a small pocket to step up in and make those quick throws? Um, If he can't do that, I like the Jags. I do like the Jags. I don't think that defense is anything special. I think Leonard Fournette is a very, 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 very good running back. Um, you know, to be honest, I don't. I'd like to think about him if I wasn't considering Kamara because Kamara has literally blown my mind this year. But um, Fournette is a fantastic running back, so I, I think they'll be just fine against that defense. It's it's what Bill Belichick can do against that uh, the Jags D, uh, and I think it all relies on getting the ball out of Tom Brady's hands and hoping to God he doesn't get killed. I think that if, you know, a lot of people go into this game saying, oh, it's the it's going to be down to the Jags D. Well, this is a Jags D that's just given up 42 points. Um, True that. I, th- I think that it's, I, I think Belichick will easily find a way to overcome this team. 
I would say look look at the way they scored points against the Jags, Steelers. You know, bombs, unbelievable, bombs. big plays, yeah, unbelievable stuff. Yeah, but what is that? <laughs> so the Patriots. Have Tom a... Brady's not shaking off. No, the Patriots. Tom have... Brady's not rolling out like this... Ben is. Yeah, but this, this is my point, Craig. So how do they how do they get those yards? They get those yards by allowing the pass rush in, and then playing behind them. And that own, that works if you're going to get an, enough of a defense to commit to that. But they, if they can get yeah, pressure, if they're, if they're not blitzing, three, you, you've yeah, not got those, it those doesn't holes. Help. Yeah, that you're going to have. If they can cause pressure with threes and the, the, that front three, and let one D lineman take a second to diagnose the play and then hit Brady late, it's his <laughs> game is it's lights out. But Mark, you make a good point, and that's the issue. It's Bill Belichick who's just watched the defense get torched for forty-two points. I believe that that is Big Ben. I, I, I do think it's you know one Lev Bell was awesome as well. We we forget Lev Bell nowadays, um, but Big Ben shaking off three hundred pound defensive lineman and chucking a ball forty-five yards, fifty yards. Tom Brady can't do that. Um, so I I just think it's it is closer than. Bill Belichick can easily pick this defense apart. That's all. It's, I do think if that defense, the Jags defense, get pressure um, without blitzing, I think it's a long night for TB12. And you know, even if they don't get it, hopefully he ain't 100. percent And the Eagles or Vikings D will eat him in the Super Bowl anyway. <laughs> so let's 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 consider that Vikings Eagles, um, two unbelievable defenses. Um, all on that front Griffin has been sensational this year Case Keenum Case Keenum Nick Foles <laughs> well I mean what are you talking about In the, uh, I've posted a tweet championship. posted Crazy. a tweet Craig what would you make of turn the clock back a year and say to yourself what would your year ago self make of it if someone told you that the NFC championship game is going to be between Case Keenum and Nick Foles there's just no answer to that. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, but wouldn't have believed, of, wouldn't have believed myself. Have been, how did you get here? <laughs> it's, it's, I'm rich. And, it's, it's, and, and let's be honest, why are we talking about football? <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do we see that game playing out? What are we predicting? I can't see anything other than a Vikes win. I think Foles will potentially throw about 16,000 picks. Um, I just I just can't see it happening. I think they they got the Falcons on the one night where everything went for them, and I think their run will end come Sunday. Yes, Sunday. Yes. Both on Sunday. This yeah. this weekend. This weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I suppose the, the the thing in my mind is remember. Well, two two things particularly. There was a time where Nick Foles was very much likened to the way they talk about Carson Wentz now. Nick Foles was the future at one point. Um, and Tim Tebow has won playoff games. So I, I, I don't... I wouldn't be surprised if Nick Foles, if he doesn't throw 16,000 picks and maybe just one or two, that defence ruffling Keenum and the Vikings sort of running out of steam, actually. 
they've got a lot of momentum going into it. The Vikings now after that last play in that last series um, in their game, the big factor for the fact they've got to go to Philadelphia and that team and that crowd makes it difficult for an offense. And we'll be interested to see how Case Keenum does there. Um, I, I genuinely, I think this one's still a bit of a pick'em. Um, Nick Foles proved a lot of people wrong with his performance, especially second half in that game against the Falcons. I thought he looked perfectly serviceable. Um, it'll probably come down to which D manages to stifle the other offense. Um, it could go either way. I mean, Christ, I was one and one and three this in the last weekend, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, same here. I think we everyone was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I might pick the Eagles. Just because, good for you. Just because <laughs> something's got to go right in that in, in trying to pick these games, um, their their defense is it's it's back to what we we're saying. Well, it's the same with same with three of the teams that are left, isn't it? Their defense is so legit. Um, Peterson has <laughs> Doug Peterson's reacted to what's happened pretty well. Um, he's working out how to worked out how to beat the Falcon. I don't know. Some, someone will win and then they'll lose to the Patriots in the final I, yeah. right so let's let's do that then very very quickly um, let's let's take let's take let's take our AFC and NFC picks uh, Mark AFC Patriots NFC Vikings and Super Bowl winner Patriots Adam AFC Patriots NFC all right, Vikings. I can't. No, I can't, I can't <laughs> again. Bottled it. Oh, mate. And no, all right, Eagles. Eagles. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Have some conviction, mate. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl winner. I think the answer is I don't know, Craig. Uh, Super Bowl winners are Patriots, whoever they play. And I, it makes me sick. Yeah. Doug. Vikings, Patriots, Vikings to win it all. Well. And I'm going to go. Mind you, this is Doug. He said last week the Falcons were going to win. No, no. It all, so, what yeah. I said last week was that the Falcons are the team that have come into the playoffs hot. Playoffs hot. But you, I still you, fancy you, the Vikings to win. The word, the words you said were, "I fancy them to win it all." Yeah, because <laughs> go back and listen to it. I said that, and then I predicted the Vikings to win. <laughs> that, that in itself is a flip flop. I'm going to go Jags, Eagles, pick them. <laughs> all right. <laughs> As NFL. Jesus, yeah, we covered our bases, or at least I did. Um, <laughs> football, wow. So, in like three weeks, we're going to be sat here thinking about We've getting through the next six months without NFL. Mad, mad thing. Um, that's NFL done. Let's uh, talk some fantasy shit about playoffs and that. I'm I'll, give you, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do 30 seconds of playoff challenge. And that is this. I am in the lead. <laughs> um, no one cares anymore. But none of it matters because almost everybody picked loads of Saints players and a few Steelers and it's it's up for grabs now. There's nothing to read into anything. I've, I'm in the lead, but I've lost almost almost my entire roster, so I've got to start from scratch. There's hardly anybody who's got loads of people on three times points this week. So let's talk about it next week. Move on. Real. Right, A or B. Uh, go for it, Adam. Um, I had Sky Engineer visiting at the weekend. We've talked about Sky. We might have been off air, actually. Um, 
a Sky Q box. I haven't had Sky Q before. Um, battered them down on price. Have a Sky Q. Uh, but what I was going to talk about was their their health and safety um, standards, which are beyond what you'd ever expect. Um, it transpired that I needed a new dish to receive Sky Q. The old dish wouldn't work. I don't don't ask me why. Um, so the engineer needed to get off his ladder to go onto the roof and put a new dish on. Um, most of the entire time he was there, though, was spent drilling a hole in my wall so he could put a, like a metal loop in so he could attach a rope to his ladder so that he could safely go up the ladder and and replace the dish. He had more equipment than I had when I went rock climbing um, to do this. I'd, I'd never seen anything like it. it. I reckon it was... 25 minutes setting up his ladder so it was safe to climb up you know it's just i've just got a normal house there's a gutter at the top that you'd lean the ladder on i said to him we actually had our gutters cleared out last summer um they didn't didn't do any of this they just stuck a ladder against the wall yeah but you know, it's, this is sky we're talking about this uh he actually said <laughs> this isn't virgin media um you know we've got <laughs> we've got health and safety standards to keep up the, his his equipment it was like he was climbing a cliff, a cliff face going up Mount Everest, um, drilling this metal loop, which is still there. You know, other other people are, who want to use my climbing apparatus on my back wall are welcome to. Um, couldn't believe it. Um, Health and safety, mate. Top- I want to pull off my own arm and beat myself to death. That would have been that would be against health and safety, mate. Uh, <laughs> Two of the most dangerous words in the English language. Uh, Mark, uh, I on at the weekend, I had to go to IKEA and <sighs> filthy, bro. This is where it's at. I, I, there's very few things I hate more when than when you say had to. It's I had to get furniture for my son. Yeah, there, there was yeah. an alternative, surely. Anyway, uh, Daniel Mill. So, it was. You always start a trip to IKEA, like hopefully having food. I can only assume it's a bit like like how women feel when they've had a baby, and they want to have another one, that they forget how shit it was the last, <laughs> and then they decide it'll be all right this time. So you go back into it with this feeling of confidence, but as soon as, <laughs> as, soon as you see it. And you get in there and you see all those people that, that, you know, you can't get a space in the car park. It's people being herded around like cattle. If you're there with a couple of kids, they're running around, jumping on furniture, kicking over lamps and shit. Um, You've never any idea where you are. You buy stuff just because it's cheap that you've absolutely no need for at all. I bought some stupid, like, dish scrubbing thing that I didn't need, but it was cheap and it looked funny, so I bought it because I'm a moron. Um, I, I don't think I've ever, ever left Ikea feeling that it has been a good experience. And and I, ju- I just hate it. I hate going to Ikea. It makes me want to lie down and like not ever like just end the world. It's awful. It's a terrible, terrible place. And sunny, sunny side of Ikea, they do shoe trees for a pound. <laughs> Brilliant. Just say exactly <laughs> that it's that kind of offer that make people drive thirty miles to one and spend fifteen quid in petrol. Believe, believe, take their afternoon up. A little inside 
every time I get to that bit when you have to wade through that warehouse bit at the end where you're picking up because your missus is dealing with the one-year-old I'm picking up boxes that I can't carry and trying to fit them onto a trolley nearly like killing myself doing it and then you finally get there and you realize that the checkout line is longer than you can see and you just think I've been here six hours and I want to die six get a job where you work weekends only go to here <laughs> at the week in the week and also devolve all responsibility for any kind of decision making over household items. Like yeah, we're, we're, we're decorating our bedroom at the moment. At the moment, <clears throat> excuse me. And I've just said to Rachel, she keeps texting me with things like, "Do you like this set of drawers?" Yes. Yeah. Buy, buy those drawers. <laughs> there's there's That's the fine. Alan Partridge you know. gif, isn't there? But... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they can they can see that they can see that. Devolve uh, <laughs> all responsibility and don't get involved. But I've still got to go and like carry and put it in my car and carry no, the mate, stuff around. No, click and collect, pay the tenner. Go go on, Doug. Uh, I played vets football this weekend. What's it? You, you know, what's the uh, the cattle surgeons as good as you expected down that right wing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you better have been the best player. What a joke. Uh, I did all right. That was the best, the best bit of last week's podcast, by the Greg, way. You've, yeah. you've played football with me, so you know the kind of level I'm playing at or, or was operating at a few years ago. Um, that was towards the end of my actual football career um, when my legs had gone. Um, they're still gone, just so you know. Yeah. And because <laughs> I've been playing rugby quite a lot, my fitness is geared towards rugby. So by 60 minutes, I was goosed. Absolutely <laughs> Boost, but it's it's good to know my <laughs> Mrs. Lensman's now sitting next to me recording me, and she's going to send it to her sister. So I'm going to get a load of grief on. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, because I've because I've got my microphone set up on a box of brownies. Um, but yeah, I was goosed, absolutely goosed. Um, but it's interesting to know that even in vets football, there are dickheads. You know, um, yeah. the centre half that was marking me. Uh, Get up! <laughs> no, there was there was none of that. There was no there was no stepping. People could barely walk. Um, but yeah, I've got a cut on my knee from uh, a tackle by the centre back who was marking me because I told him when when he said you know the typical there's no way that was offside, mate. Standing at you know twenty yards outside his own box when a bloke's been called offside on the edge of the other person's eighteen yard box. I went, mate. Come on, you can't even see that. It's just my opinion, mate. I want my opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one, <laughs> you know. And, and he said, "I'm marking you all game, fella." And then he came over and uh, and, and literally tried to take my knees out. And he's nearly fifty. It's embarrassing. That's why I stopped playing football in the first place. But do you know what? It was fun, and um, I'm going to try and do it again. But football, get I've never get injured far more in football than I ever did in American football or or fighting. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Um, Rachel, Rachel, we can hear you, Rachel. We can hear yeah. you talking. And I'm and I'm about to talk some real shit too. <laughs> She's eating my leftover That's... curry. She <laughs> <laughs> knows I can't do anything about go, it. Get, get this done. Go and save his curry. Save the hashtag save Doug's curry. Um, you can hear I'm in a... go, can I have your curry? <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Lensman, poor work. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a streetwear group on Facebook. Sounds cool. 
It is cool, man. You you would you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Even like one of those groups that so, plays Fortnite endlessly now. And, like, you gave me you gave me that. grief for making a model. <laughs> I, I, you, listen, mate. I, I don't want to get into it. in neighbourhood watch like you're wearing your street. <laughs> no, Adam. <laughs> literally not. Streetwear as in a group sites. of nearly 35-year-old blokes w- walking around in uh, clothes that are too tight for them. No, more like between like 17-year-old kids whose daddy... So you're hanging around with a load of 17-year-old kids, Hanging mate. around. I said a Facebook group, mate. <laughs> I'm not hanging anywhere. That's um, how it starts, Craig. That's how it starts. <laughs> anyway. And you arrange to meet, meet up with them. No, I'm I, 17, I, honestly, kids. <laughs> I'm well, down with the kids. Yeah. Craig, you're going to be you're going to be the one that goes and buys the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, fellas, just just because my penis still works as it used to. Oh, oh he's gone there. Oh, I thought you had banter. I thought you had banter. I didn't think you'd be going to dick jokes straight away. Oh, Embarrassing. Wait, wait. This is sounded like it offended you. Anyway, listen. This is taste <laughs> I've got some real shit to talk about. Shut, shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so, like, I'm in this group, and you might have seen this thing recently. Uh, where they talk, where H&M had this picture of a little black boy, and it said, coolest monkey in the jungle. And everyone lost their minds. Now, the funny thing about it is in that group, people posted it like, oh, why is everyone getting so upset? As if H&M would ever do that to their brand, etc., etc. Here's my thing. Personally, was I offended? No. But I am not so naive to not consider the possibility that either somebody in the organization didn't think it was a big enough deal, noticed they didn't think it was a big enough deal, or decided that the potential controversy could benefit, or for whatever. To be honest, I wouldn't even speculate around the reason. What I'm saying is, I could, it isn't without the realms of possibility that somebody could have had an agenda to that decision taking place. Therefore, it legitimizes the reason to challenge it and ask the question. And that's my thing. It is the asking the question that has got people pissed off. Like, oh my God, why would you think H&M did that? I can't believe people would be offended. Listen, people can be offended. They can feel the way they like, but the idea to question it is legitimate. We should do it. In fact, the problem is we probably don't do it enough. Before you know it, everyone thinks shit's sweet. We all think we've got a shared understanding of what's acceptable and where we're going, a progressive wave. But we don't necessarily talk about it and we don't necessarily challenge our intentions. If that is the case, we don't know. Before you know it, we're out of Brexit. Donald Trump's president and Dave from the streetwear group on Facebook is actually a fucking lunatic. So here's what I mean. Ask a question, man. Have the, have the conversation and weed out any of these crazies who think this shit is cool. Look, we're in a world where Donald Trump and John, uh, Kim Jong-il have bants about pressing nuclear buttons. Like, come on. It's cool. There are lunatics around. We're about an hour and a half in. Not sure we can start getting into moral debates. All I'm <laughs> saying is, I'll ask, ask the question. And a good way to finish, um, I think we can all agree, Cyril uh, Regis died and uh guy was a, a cool dude. Uh, did some good shit. So RIP Cyril Regis. Nice one, boys. Yeah, absolutely. Nice.